morning, Downtown Hope. How's everybody doing this morning? I did not hear that at all. Good morning, Downtown Hope. How's everybody doing this morning? Thanks for joining this morning. Those of you who are online or in person, my name is Jun Sim, Gathering and Art Director here at Downtown Hope. And uh, as we continue the series, Look Fulfilled, and I'm um, just grateful that you guys are here. If you see, those of you who are uh, visiting here, those of you who are um, not familiar with our church, here at the connection card in, in, uh, in front of your chair, just take it out, fill it out, and put that right there in that box there so that we can reach out to you because we love to know you and connect with you. So with that said, uh, would you please stand as we uh, join the body of the believers around the world to read the scripture? And after that, I would love to pray for us and we can sing doxology. So Psalm 147, 7 to 11. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with the clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not the strength of his horse, nor his delight in his lack of a man. The Lord delights in who, who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity for us to gather together as one body, as we have one hope. We may be a perplexed, but we're not despair. We may be struck down, but we're not destroyed. We carry those pains. We carry those sufferings. We carry those questions in our body, in our heart, so that the life of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, also may be manifested in us so that we reflect who you are, Father. When we are weak, we're strong. We pray this so that, Father, you will stir us up. Let the new wind come to us as we worship, Father. We are desperate for you, for your presence, Father. So come, come, oh, come. We worship you at your throne. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
morning. My name is Jedediah. I'm excited to lead and to experience the Lord through music with you guys. Let's sing God So Loved. We know this song. I want to see your, hear your voices. I can see your mouths now, not covered by masks. So let's hear those voices. Let's see those hands. Let's sing together. Come all you weary. Come all you weary. Come all you thirsty. Come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water. Find and thirst no more. Come all you sinners. Come all you sinners. Come find his mercy. Come to the table he will satisfy. Taste of his goodness. Find what you're looking for. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us. Whoever believes in him will live forever. Bring your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting there with open arms. For God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and only son to save us, whoever believes in him. We'll live forever. The power of hell. The power of hell. Forever defeated. Now it is well. I'm walking in freedom for God so loved. God so loved the world. Praise God. Praise God. From Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. Praise God, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. His amazing His one and only Son to save For God so loved the world that He gave us His one and only Son to save us Whoever believes in Him will live forever The power of hell forever defeated now God so loved, God so loved the world. 
Bring all. Bring all your failures. Bring your addictions. Come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting. God so loved the world. Amen. Let's continue to sing. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord.
the everlasting God. You do not thank you. seated. So each week towards the end of our sermon, we go through the Lord's Supper. And we talk about the verses that we say, do this in remembrance of me. That comes from 1 Corinthians 11. I'm going to read the next few verses that follow that. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So each week we take time to reflect on where we stand with God. We take time to think about sin in our lives that are keeping us from him. His whole mission was to restore us to himself, to restore what we could not. Our sin keeps us from him, but he died so that we could have that restoration. We could have forgiveness for the sin in our lives. Just as we remember each week when we take the bread as his body, the blood, the, the drink as his blood. That's the purpose. It's not about helping ourselves feel good. I, I said the words, now I can feel good for myself. That's not what it's about. It's about Christ. It's about his mission, what he has done for us. So let's take time. Take account of where your standing is right now with God. If there's anything that is in between you and God, any sin that is in your life, confess that to him now. Let's pray. God, you have heard these confessions. We thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not because we deserve it, God, but because you have made it possible. You have done the work that we could not. We thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. If there's any burden that remains on your heart, a burden that you're struggling with yourself, a burden on behalf of someone else, I'll be in the back. I would love to pray with you. Let's continue to praise him.
continue to sing together. Speak to me. Speak to me in the silence of my voice. You understand me. You understand me. Come to me in the valley of unknown. You understand me. You understand me. You understand me. You understand me. I throw. So I throw my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiation with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Yes, you understand me. You understand me. Help me reach. Let me hear it. Help me reach the faith that's underneath. Yes, you understand me. You understand me, God. Yes, you understand me. You understand me. So I throw my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiation with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. So I throw my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiation with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. Bigger than I thought. Sing, I will rest. I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the in the Father's hands. Sing it again. I will rest in the Father's hands. 
leave the rest in the Father's hands again. I will rest in the Father's hands. I'll leave the rest in the Father's hands. I throw my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were, bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were, bigger than I thought. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were, bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were, bigger than I thought. He is definitely bigger than we thought. My name is David. I serve as one of the pastors and uh, excited that we can gather today, both for those of us gathered here and for our friends and family online. Welcome to Downtown Hope. Uh, for the benefit of those, for those of you who this may be your first time uh, here, Downtown Hope exists for this reason. We believe Jesus is doing a mighty work uh, of transformation. He's transforming lives. Uh, and in that process, as we are being transformed by the good news of what God is doing in this world, our desire is to see the city we live in, uh, the world we live in, transformed and impacted by that reality. And so what a gift it is for us to be his, to belong to him, and to just recognize that he's bigger than anything uh, we can think, or the scripture says, or anything we can imagine. And so that's, that's awesome. Uh, so welcome. Uh, and as Joey would say, welcome to the journey. I did sp speak to Joey early this week, and I think I'm, I, I got beat up this week with pollen. I don't know if you guys have heard of that thing. It, it beat me up bad. And so Joey said, man, you have a radio voice, but now you have a really, really, really good radio voice. So if my voice is a little off, uh, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> maybe I'll be easier to listen to. Uh, but I did want to give an update as it relates to our gatherings. There's been a lot of communication. Uh, and so I uh, just want to let you know what's going on here at Downtown Hope. So uh, as you see, our seats are back to, somewhat back to where they were prior to us, uh, prior to COVID. There was actually another row in front here. So I must have been like really in your face <laughs> when we spoke. So that seems weird that there was another row. Uh, but grateful to Andrea and June, they, they set the place back up. Um, and as you see, uh, now there's no restrictions on indoor gatherings. And so glad that we can uh, join in together. Uh, and with that, that being said, this, th today is the last Sunday that we'll ask for reservations. And so show up uh, and let's worship Jesus together. Uh, and uh, the mask mandate has been lifted. Um, but two things. So one, feel free to not wear a mask or to wear a mask. 
Uh, we are here to love you through it, whatever. We just, we just love Jesus, and so we're just glad that we can freely worship him um, here. And so with that, uh, the plan over the next couple of weeks is to eventually transition to two gatherings. Uh, obviously, if we're only having one gathering at 10 o'clock with no reservation, that could be uh, a recipe for a lot of people to gather over time as people uh, get used to gathering. So we'll be uh, eventually transitioning to two gatherings. And so one of the ways that you can help make that a reality is by helping us out. Uh, in areas that we need help um, is obviously our Children of Hope. So right now we're just doing nursery uh, because as we're uh, re-engaging just a limited uh, space, uh, limited teaching, limited volunteers also in our production tech. Uh, if we move to two gatherings, there'll be a place for you to be able to help as well. And also greeting. Uh, we love to see smiley faces. I've never been asked to greet before, so I guess my face is not smiley enough. But if you do have a smiley face and are pleasant, I would love to have you uh, greet. And when, we, and when we talk about uh, of serving and volunteering at Downtown Hope, we, we don't want to make it a burden. At most, it'd be once a month, maybe once every other month, maybe once every six months, depending on how many uh, people we have in the rotation. So uh, make that known to us. The easiest way would be take the connection card. June mentioned it. If this is your first time gathering with us, uh, let us know. We'd love to get coffee with you. Or if you want to say, hey, I, I want to help out. Um, in any of those areas over the next, uh, I would say, really over the summer season, if we say, okay, I can commit myself to serving over the summer, and as we ramp back up, uh, re-engaging, uh, getting the body back together, getting volunteers by the fall, we'll be able to really set things in motion. So just throwing that out to you, and would love to see us uh, co-labor as we serve Jesus in this city. Uh, one of the things we've been doing as a church body is we've been elevating prayer. That was one of the, the goals the elder team asked us as a church to do. And so we've been using this time uh, for what traditionally is called prayers of the people. It's a time when the church uh, just intercedes. Uh, so we spent time in confession and being assured of the truth of God's word. And now we want to spend time interceding. And I want to share uh, this week as we pray. Uh, we received, uh, as you know, Adam Itzel, he, uh, he oversees our missions department. We received a very troubling email uh, this week that uh, five of one of our, the missionaries that we support uh, were kidnapped um, and went missing and their fear was they were uh, going to be killed um, and so the, the call went out to our prayer team uh, to pray and so I want to re read the report that we got back I want to say last night uh, or, or either yeah Saturday or Friday or Saturday and this was the response from our, our team members it says all five people who had been taken had been released this is a complete miracle. They were badly beaten, but, it's, but they said it could have been much worse. Many have been beaten to death when arrested. This is truly an intervention from God. The general who arranged their release said that if they were not released at that time, within that hour they would have been drugged and forced to join the army forces like many people who have been, who have been arrested. Uh, and so they were saying, thank you so much for your prayers. And so this was the, the request, please Lift up praise to our incredible Heavenly Father for his answer to our prayers. And so I want to invite us, you could huddle up with those gathered. Uh, let's just spend a few moments just thanking God for this intervention, that these five individuals, it could have been much worse. Uh, so let's spend a few moments praying and thanking God for his intervention in this matter. For, and then along that line, also just pray for all of the missionaries that are serving Jesus across this globe. Let's pray together.
And so, Lord, this morning we lift up praise to you for your intervention. Lord, you heard the cries, the prayers of your people. And for this, we are so grateful. And so, Father, we uh, just use this as a moment to praise you and to acknowledge your greatness. Indeed, you are bigger than any of us would have ever thought. And as such, you are, your name is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. We pray for all missionaries serving throughout this globe, some in very safe environments, some in very dangerous environments, Lord. Would you keep your hand of protection upon them as they serve you? We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, again, glad that we can uh, gather together and excited to continue in our series through Luke's gospel. We're making our way through this year through Luke's gospel fulfilled, and we're looking at uh, experiencing the reality of God's promises fulfilled in Jesus uh, through Luke's account. Uh, One of the things uh, that I, I hear a lot is a lot of people are kind of moving back to normal, uh, <laughs> whatever that means, right? Uh, but for some, that's just not possible. Uh, the, the past year has just been difficult, right? Uh, the graduations, like my daughter, she, her school did two graduations this week, one for the class of 2020 and one for the class of 2021. You know, high schoolers couldn't do the things. So it's, it's been difficult to go back to normal. And as I kind of examine my own journey, uh, most of the body knows that my mom passed away last September, uh, and so it's been a challenging year. And so one of the things that uh, has occurred in her passing is like, instead of like my parents kind of watching me and taking care of me, even as an adult, like I would call my mom and say, hey, I need help. Can you send me some money or something? And she'd do that. Uh, Now I find myself in the role of taking care of my dad. So earlier this year, uh, we traveled to Ghana, and my dad's still there, uh, and hopefully he's not watching this video, but he's kind of becoming like a child. It's like, dude, like, <laughs> what do you want? Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting having to take care of him. Uh, and one of the things that I think I've spoiled him, because, like, he needs nothing. Amen, Amen right? <laughs> Hallelujah. He needs nothing. He has sons on this side of the globe that are taking care of any, everything. Tomorrow is tax day. His tax is taken care of. Every bill is being paid. He has absolutely nothing to worry about. That's a good feeling, right? When you don't have to worry about anything because you know someone's looking out for you, you know that someone cares about you. Well, friends, in Luke chapter 12, that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, guys, you don't have to worry because there is a God, and not just God, there is a Father who cares for you. And so as we jump in this passage this morning, please know that, that he cares. That throughout the life that we've been living, throughout this past year, throughout this week, please don't forget this reality, he cares. And so I'd like to read from Luke chapter 12. I'll read from verses 22 to 34 on the God who cares. And it will be on the screen behind And it says, this is Jesus, he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? 
And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small thing as this, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Verse 32, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, we rejoice because you care. We rejoice because of the promises that are found in your word. And as such, Lord, uh, may we open ourselves to fully receive uh, who it is you are, that we might learn what it means to center our lives on you, and as such, to live a life where we need not worry. I pray Nastis in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, good morning. What are you worried about this morning? What plagues your mind? As you woke up this morning, what, what thoughts popped up? What, what is a chief concern that you have that just makes you anxious? I have quite a bit of things that make me anxious. I have a, uh, I, I forget her age. She's turning 20. I have a soon-to-be 20-year-old daughter. And she's going to college again, <laughs> which means another bill is going to come. And so I'm concerned about that. I have a father in Ghana, and we're rearranging life now. So there's a lot of anxiety. What what plagues you? Jesus says we have no need to worry, right? That's what it says, to which I say, is it really that easy? Is it really that easy? Okay, don't worry. Thank you, Jesus, for clearing that up. Wow, I feel so much better. Is it really that easy? But, but and it may not be easy, but in this passage, one of the things that screams is that he cares for us. That even in our difficulties, even in our anxiety, even in the things that consume us, there is a God who cares about us. I believe that's what we need to hear this morning. I mean, look at the world we live in, right? We no longer trust leaders. We just don't. I mean, this week, it's so fascinating. Last week, if you were here, we spoke uh, the beginning of chapter 12, where Jesus says, life doesn't consist in what you have, right? So don't hoard stuff. And in, in this same week, leadership says, hey, as it relates to gas, don't worry about it. There's a lot of gas. And what did everybody do? 
We started hoarding, well, not we, some people started hoarding gas. Like the, some of the videos were quite fascinating. There was a video of a, 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 a person, a, a lady putting gas in a plastic bag that was leaking. So I'm like, okay, so you're like taking gas. It's like, what are we doing? We, we don't trust what leaders are saying. But there is a God who we can trust. The truth of the matter is God is a loving Father, and he cares. And you see that throughout this passage where with words such as, uh, you, don't, you don't need to worry, you are valuable, that he'll clothe you, that he knows what you need, that it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This scripture screams of God's love for us. But we worry, right? We, we see it everywhere. We see it of the, on the faces of the people we rub shoulders with. Tomorrow morning, as we're on our way to, to do what we do, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's the grocery store, we see it on people's faces, the anxiety, the stress of the day. We are a worrisome people. We see it at the end of the day, after the work day, after the school day, after the events of the day are finished, there is still anxiety in our hearts. And it's adults and it's children. Sometimes the adults are worried about their children. And the children, guess what? Sometimes we worry about our parents. I remember when I was young, I thought my parents were crazy. I was like, why would you put rules like that in place? You're something, I'm worried about you guys. You're losing it. <laughs> students. Students worry. We, we, we're faced with all these things, and we don't know what to do. And Jesus is saying that's not how we ought to live our lives. And so in this passage, Jesus is saying, you don't have to be anxious about life. And please understand that in this particular context, they weren't living like we were living. Like they, they only had like a meal for that day, not knowing what tomorrow was going to bring. And if a disaster came, if a famine came, if the chief breadwinner was gone, it was absolute disaster. And Jesus says, you don't have to worry. That's not our worries, right? I, I would guess most of us in here aren't too anxious about what we're going to eat this afternoon, let alone the rest of the week, right? Some of us, uh, like, we like to cook on Sundays, and we're good for the week. So I'm not thinking about food. I'm not worried about clothes. I I'm sure so many of us, like, I see two, you don't have to worry about what you got to wear, right? You're not anxious about that at all. So it's like, yeah, that's not my situation. But there are things that worry us. I mean, just a year ago, what was the chief worry? Toilet paper. I mean, it, 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 literally, this is what is in our minds. It's like, oh, no. And so we ran. And this one, I'll say we. <laughs> Definitely was in the store. Right. We were, we were hoarding that stuff like it was because we, we were worried. Right, just like this week, we were worried about gas. I was worried. We got, we're taking our daughter back to school uh, today. And so you know what's going through my head Thursday when all this stuff is going on? How am I going to get to Pennsylvania and back? And I'm like, man, and I just preached a message on not hoarding. <laughs> I'm like, stocks. I'm like, okay, wow. I don't know what to do. But so so we, we, we know what that's like. But Jesus says there's a better way. One of the things we got to recognize, you know, when we worry, uh, Jesus says that we have value. And he gives an illustration. He says, consider the ravens. 
right? They, they neither sow nor reap. They neither have storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. And then I love what it says, of how much more value are you than the birds? I think sometimes when we worry, it's like we, we feel like no one cares, let alone God doesn't care. And Jesus says, guys, or he says, friends, you are much more valuable than birds, See, the reason why we shouldn't worry about our needs and the reason why our life is worth more than our needs is that because you and I, we're far more viable to God than ravens. And if God cares and provides for the ravens, he will care and provide for us. That is an absolute guarantee. God is good at taking care of his children. But do you believe that? Do you believe that, you're worth, that you are worth more to God than birds? He takes care of the birds. The, the, the things that are stressing us out, the, the what-ifs of tomorrow. Do we believe that he'll take care of us? That he'll provide? Jesus says, man, we're better than the ravens, and God takes care of the ravens. Not only do we got to see our worth before God, we just got to admit that warring does, it's not effective, right? How many of us has our warring brought the outcome? It, 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 we just can't control it, right? There's just some things out of our hands. And Jesus says, which of you can add a single hour, add an hour to your life? I haven't met a person yet. Anyone here know the secret to just adding an hour? We, we can't. And, so, and Jesus calls that a small thing. And so he says, you don't have to worry those things. He says, trust God. And then he gives us a second illustration. He said, look at the ravens. He says, look at the lilies, how they grow. They don't toil. They don't spin. And he said, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. I like when one friend of mine says, he says, God dresses grass better than he does kings. Isn't that awesome? God dresses grass better than he does kings. And so when it comes to life, we can trust God. And if you're wondering, can I really trust him? Can I trust him with the what ifs of life? Do you need proof? Jesus, take a walk. Look at the flowers. Look at the grass. And we got to admit that God is doing something beautiful there. I mean, I mean, it's, it's springtime, right? So homework assignment, go take a walk. Literally, and just look at the beauty of God's creation. Look at the beauty of what God is doing and know that, it, that the God that is dressing the grass, the God that is giving color to the flowers is the same God that he says, you can trust in me. Because if he does it for grass, he'll certainly provide for those made in his image and after his likeness. So Jesus says we need not worry. And so if we do not need to worry, what do we need to do? You see it in verse 31. Jesus says, instead, instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Now, when he talks about seeking his kingdom, I, I made a mistake when coming to this passage. It's fascinating. I actually preached Matthew chapter 6 last, last year on this don't be worried, don't be anxious. So I was tempted to just, just change, just erase Matthew, put Luke, and then <laughs> preach the same sermon. I figured most people wouldn't remember what I said anyways, and I could get away with it. And so when we say, so, so, so typically, Jesus instead, seek what? 
first, right? We say, seek first his kingdom. That's what Matthew says, seek first his kingdom. But Luke doesn't say that. Luke says, seek his kingdom. And I think that's important because when we say, not that it's wrong, but if all in our minds is seek first his kingdom, then we begin to create a hierarchy. First, second, third, fourth, fifth. Jesus says, no. When, when Jesus says, seek his kingdom, he's saying, make it central. Don't put it first and then start adding other things. No, when we seek God's kingdom, when we seek Jesus, we make him central to everything we do. And all of life will then flow from that truth that he's at the center of it all. If you think of a wheel, like a, a, a bicycle wheel, you have the hub the, where the spokes sprout out from that. Everything that is central sprouts from that. That's what we're talking about. So everything in my life, my, my marriage, my, my, my studies, my, my employment, everything is just, it's sprouting from the reality that Jesus is at the center. Friends, if we make him the center, we can begin to tiptoe into this reality where I don't have to worry. Now, now again, when I say don't worry or don't be anxious when Jesus, he's not saying don't be concerned about the things of life. You better be concerned about the things of life. Right? That's what responsible people do. We're, we are concerned about our children. We are concerned about our finances. We are concerned about life in general. And that is an absolutely good thing. But Jesus says, all the things that concern us, put it in the context with him at the center. He says, if we don't do that, if we don't put him at the center, if we don't recognize him to be central to everything we do, we're going to misunderstand life itself. I mean, read Luke chapter 12. That's what it's about. He says, uh, in what we read last week, life isn't about the possessions you have. Today, life isn't about food, more valuable. But he says, so so what, what is life? I think so many of us misunderstand life. And so I ask you, what is your life? I would dare say life is a gift given to you from God. He created us in his image and after his likeness. The scripture says he knows every hair on our head. I love what Isaiah uh, chapter 49, 14 to 15 says. It says, Zion says, the Lord has abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. And so many times we're in the depths of, of anxiety when we're so worried. That's what it feels like. God, you've forgotten me. But I love what it says. It says, can a woman forget her nursing child or lack compassion for the child of her womb? Even if that can happen, even if these forget, even if a nursing mom forgets her child, yet I will not forget you. That's God, friends. I mean, that, that's, he says, look, just, just a mom who's nursing, right? Or, you know, whichever size. <laughs> the picture here is like, wait a minute, what is this child doing here? He says, it's, it's not possible. But he says, even if that were possible, God says, I will never forget. So, friends, I'm learning how difficult life is. I I now understand the song to the Toys R Us. Remember Toys R Us? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million. Man, that's just, it doesn't even exist anymore. 
But like, it's, it's getting difficult, and I don't like it. And the thing that keeps me going day by day is that God will never forget me. The, the, the ideal of life that I thought, the, 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 what I would have wished, he will not forget. Friends, that is life. Life is finding fulfillment in him. Life is finding satisfaction in him. And when you situate everything in that truth, he takes care of everything else. That's what this passage is about. I care for you. I care. That is what is screaming from this passage, that you have a God, not just God, you have a Father in, he- in the heavens who is screaming, I care for you. And if you can just rest in that, even when things are going haywire, there is, there is an anchor that holds us. And that anchor is Jesus Christ. And so when we worry, we feel, what happens when we worry is we feel like everything is falling apart because we're at the center of life. Right? When, I'm at, when I'm at the center, everything needs to work out. Everyone becomes my enemy. You are a problem in my life. This is why we go to gas stations and fill up when we don't need to. Because life orbits around me. And you are in my way. How dare you buy gas? I, I, I may not need it, but so, so that's what happens. It's a, it's a reorientation of who is central. So instead of me being central and seeking my kingdom, I seek his kingdom. You see, when you center your life on yourself, here's what I can guarantee you. You cannot guarantee the outcome. You're going to try things, and you, you cannot guarantee the outcome. That's why we worry. We just don't know because we're, we're trying. Life, everything revolves around me. I'm driving on the road. No car should ever cut me off because why would anyone cut David off? I mean, David's a good guy, and he likes to drive. Boom, they cut me off. Whoa, the, the orbit is off. We can't, nothing is certain. When God is certain, when God is at the center, he guarantees. Look at what Jesus says. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's going to give it to us. And we need, so so there's, there's a way to live with him at the center. And I think the best way It sums it up. If we want to learn how to make him central, pray the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. What if we lived our lives in the reality of, Lord, today? I think we get so caught up. Some of us are already at next month. Like, I'm, I'm, you know where I am? I'm in August figuring out how how am I going to pay for my daughter's school fees. I'm, I'm not even here preaching. I'm at the financial aid office and say, help, help. So I'm not even here. Right? I'm, I can literally be talking to you and your mind is already like at tomorrow, or to, especially if you haven't done your taxes. That, like, if you haven't done your taxes or if you're a tax preparer, I'm pretty sure you're like, wow, tomorrow's going to be hectic. But I think in order for us to appreciate how much God cares for us, we got to enjoy the now that we might pray Give us this day our daily bread. And in order to pray that and not be too concerned or not be too anxious about tomorrow, you have to believe that he will give you today what is necessary for today. And if he will, then friends, what a joy it is to enjoy 
right now. Because right now, I'm, I'm not even going to think about two weeks from Just, Lord, right now, give me provision for today, and that will satisfy me simply because of this. You are at the center of my life, and as such, I know you care, and it is your desire and good pleasure to take care of your little flock. That is my prayer for all of us, whether here or online. Please know that he cares. I'd like to invite our team back up. I want us to just reflect on that. And may that prayer emanate from our hearts this morning that he might give us this day, today, our daily bread. And so would you cast your cares, your concerns, cast it all upon him. And instead of being consumed by what is not yet, let us just rejoice in the now. If we want to put our worry in check, our anxiety in check, let's make him central. And so, Father, would you hear our prayer? Would you give us today our daily bread? We trust that you're able to provide. And before being consumed by tomorrow, by next month, by next year, we want to rejoice in the now. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you? Okay. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, so we're going to go back to old school ways. So instead, amen. So instead of us passing the elements to you, we're going to celebrate communion. And um, if you've never been here while we do it, we'll go row by row. You'll exit uh, to the outside, I think, right? Yeah, and then come back this way, and you'll make your way through this uh, nice little aisle. Um, but as it relates to just this hope that we have in Christ, making him central to everything, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, part of that is what we're about to celebrate. In communion. We receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus. So may we experience, as we receive the bread, as we receive the cup, let us do so with that prayer. Lord, this day, your daily bread, and may that satisfy me. So we're going to celebrate communion as a family. We, uh, Luke read it earlier. This is an opportunity for us to examine our hearts. This is time for believers to rejoice in the broken body and blood of our Lord Jesus. And if you're here and you're not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, this is the uh, opportunity for you to just ask questions. We want to serve you, answer any questions. We wouldn't want you to practice something you don't yet believe or don't yet understand. This is a moment for us to say, Lord, your body, your blood, my portion this day. So I want to invite us to stand on our feet as I pray. And then after I pray, we'll make our way starting from the front and work our way back and so Lord as we receive the body and blood the bread and the cup we do so recognizing that you are central to all we do and may this uh, moment be a moment for us to remember and I'm going to read Paul's instructions before we come Paul says, For I received from the Lord what also passed on to you on the night when he was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, 
this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So before you come, I will break the body, the bread. This is the body of our Lord Jesus, which is for you. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as you come forward to receive the bread and the cup, family, this is the blood of our Lord Jesus poured out for you. Let us come forward and receive. Paul says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we do this in remembrance of you, Lord. Whenever you feel ready, let's stand together and sing Jesus at the Center in proclamation of the good words from Luke 12, the good words that Pastor David preached for us today. Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning. From beginning to the end. It'll always be. It's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, and nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. 
Jesus. Because Jesus, Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you at the center of it all. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it'll always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, and nothing else matters. Nothing Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. But Jesus, you and nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Because Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. Jesus be the center of the church. Jesus be the center of the church And every knee will bow Every 
every tongue shall confess you, Jesus. Come on, let's sing his name. Jesus. Here we go. Jesus. 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 Again, here we go. Jesus. Jesus, from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center, it's all about you, yes it's all about you, from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center, it's all about you, yes it's all about you from my heart to the heavens Jesus be the center it's all about you yes it's all about you from my heart to the heavens Jesus be the center be the center of the church Jesus be the center of the church every knee every knee will bow every tongue shall confess you Jesus Amen. That is our prayer today as we go. A couple of things. We respond to just the goodness of Jesus through worship. That's what we've done from the beginning to the end. We've centered our attention on him in response to his abundant grace. Another way we respond to God's grace is through uh, worship through giving. And so I want to encourage our body to continue to be generous as we seek to be transformed by the gospel uh, for the sake of the city we live in to the honor and glory of our Lord Jesus. But as we go, Would you go being intentional about, Lord, this day, my daily bread, and enjoy the now. Watch the ravens, watch the birds, watch the lilies of the field, and see God's provision. And may that which you see uh, be an encouragement to you that he cares. This is our prayer, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a phenomenal week. We'll see you soon.